0: Hello, this is Dan Burrell with Burrell Martial Arts, uh, and this is the Martially Motivated Podcast. It has been a while since we uh, did a new episode, Uh, I think probably close to a year, actually. Um, Been quite busy this year, (laughs) largely due to COVID, Uh, but uh, I got to sit down with Brent yet again. He's uh, been on the podcast a couple times, and uh, actually more than that, but uh, we had an episode of about a year ago, that uh, didn't ever make it anywhere. It, it crashed uh, as we were doing it, and I lost everything. Um, and I wanted to give it some time before we tried to rehash what we were talking about. Uh, that way, I didn't feel like we were trying to just copy what we were doing before. So it worked well. We, we forgot a lot of the stories that we had talked about. So we uh, talked about a few of the same ones uh, that we did on that last podcast that didn't make it air, but uh, added in quite a few other ones. Uh, basically just telling a bunch of stories of, uh, we started off with tournaments, uh, stories from tournaments and seminars, uh, and went on from there. So a lot of good uh, stories there. And by the way, some of those stories that I told are actually in my book, uh, and as well as a lot more stories of that. Um, so... Look for that. Uh, It's a martial arts guide to failing your way to success and it is out and on Amazon and numerous other places there online as well as at my studio. But uh, without further ado, here is Brent and I with some funny stories from martial arts. So I figured we'd return to uh, the, the, the podcast we did like, what, a year ago? Almost a year ago, they got erased. maybe more than a year ago, that we we got uh, partway through it, and where's my? I'm gonna turn that down a little bit, and um, oh, we're probably 45 minutes an hour into it. Had a lot of great stories going, <laughs> and then the, the laptop just goes. Nah, I'm good. Poof. <laughs> yeah, that sucked. I didn't want to do redo it right away because it. it I know we would just try to rehash the exact same conversation. Yeah. And it's not going to work. So I wanted to try and forget the conversation, let enough time go by to do that, and then redo it. So I think it's a good time because I don't. I, I, I remember two stories and vaguely.
1: Yeah, I don't remember anything. <laughs> I, have, I have no recollection of it whatsoever.
0: I, I think I I remember um, uh, rabbit pellets basically. Yeah. <laughs> From your story, so I'll have you start with that one. So I don't I actually, remember the whole thing.
1: Actually, um, <laughs> I was going to start with uh, funny things that happen at tournaments.
0: Yes, go for it.
1: Um, a, a couple of funny things that happened. Uh, we were talking about this just in the dojo the other night. I was uh, up at um, TD Gribble's tournament at ECU. Mm-hmm. And um, two things back-to-back happened. One, one, one uh, what that stuck out to me, though, was I was uh, it was like 12, 13-year-old white, yellow, orange belt girls. And there were only two girls in the, in the, in the tournament. And one was trim and athletic, and exactly, you're like, okay, she's going to be good. And the mm-hmm. other was the opposite of that. Uh, and you're like, okay, well, mm, yeah, well, I know who's going to win this. <laughs> but the less athletic looking of the two didn't do forms. Mm-hmm. She was only fighting. So the other girl does forms, and she wins because she's the only one doing it. Mm-hmm. And then they square up to fight, and, um, and, and they bow in. And the athletic girl walks right over and punches the other girl right in the face. And and then the girl immediately starts to bleed. I have to stop everything. I have to disqualify the girl who punched the girl in the face. So the unathletic, hefty girl basically literally paid 50 bucks to walk in, get punched in the face, and handed a first place trophy. It's like, here's your trophy. You win because you just got punched in the face and started bleeding. I, I, I remember sitting there thinking to myself, I would throw that trophy away. <laughs> I just literally got handed a trophy for getting punched in the face. Not even, I mean, literally the match didn't last three seconds. And I was like, wow, that, that was horrible. Uh, same tournament, same tournament. Eight-year-old girls in that division. I'm like, um, I was like, okay, bow to each other, bow to me. Touch gloves. And they looked at me like, what? I was like, touch gloves. And they're like, and the one girl looks at me and starts touching her own gloves together, like, kn- knocking her fists together. And I'm like, I look at her, I'm like, huh? And then the other girl, seeing what she did, assumes that was right, and so she starts doing it, both of them are kind of banging their fists together, and I was like, okay, let's charge the batteries. Now, you two and I, I grabbed their gloves, and I touched their gloves together, I was like, that's what I meant. Uh, of course, the other one of my other favorite tournament tra- uh, stories was at your tournament. Mm-hmm. When you're giving the instructions, you're like, okay, this is uh, one point for this and two points for a kick to the head and three points for a kick, flying kick to the head. And I was like, and I was like, wow, that's a lot of points. He goes, don't worry, it never happens. It ne- never happens. And I was like, okay, it never happens. And my guy, Jacob O'Brien, looks at that and went, I can make that happen. And he was fighting Lex Skipper from, from Bernie's Dojo. And he gets, two, he gets a quick kick to the head, and he gets two points right off the get-go. And then he does a jumping, spinning back kick that pops Lex right on top of the head. And as I'm sitting there, my jaw dropping, I hear you go, it really never happens, I promise! And I'm like, okay guys, let's remember how many points we're supposed to give right now. And that whole match lasted like 10 seconds because you got three points for that.
0: Uh, the You know, that... The at-point system is what I did growing up. For years, that's what we did maybe once I saw it. And it was a huge mismatch. Like, the guy was just playing with the other one. Like, he knew he was going to win. Let me just try and get a three-pointer type of thing. I think that's about the only time it comes into play. But I think it just took Lex off guard. Like, I think it's because he was in that meeting and said, oh, it never happens. I'm not going to bother with it. And let me draw my hands for a moment here. (laughs)
1: One, one time I was at a tournament um, back when Guy Beach used to run two tournaments a year, and uh, and um, I was sitting there and uh, Josh Lee was my, my my one of my corner judges and I can't remember who the other one was. And this little kid, I'm, I mean little tiny kid, like five or six years old, like I'm sitting there with like just in my normal legs kind of open and I'm center judging and this kid he keeps walking up and keeps walking and walking and walking, and he 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 literally gets to the point that he is like literally standing in between my legs and in a way I'm kind of like I'm morbidly curious how close is this kid going to get to me what's he doing he stops with his face like two inches from mine and we're staring at each other literally breathing each other's air and I went what's your name kid he goes I'm Vinny I was like uh you going to do a kata Vinny he's like yeah and he tells me the kata and he backs up and does it and he gets up to do his weapon, and he almost tries to do the same thing. I was like, I remember you. You're Vinny. You can stand back there. So we, after every one of Guy's tournaments, we would um, we would go uh, eat together, all of us. Mm-hmm. And Guy would always, uh, it was part of judging, he would he'd pick up the tab. It was always kind of cool. Um, and uh, we're sitting there, and I was like, okay, which one of you teaches Vinny? And Guy goes, L- little tiny Vinny? I was like, yeah. I was like, little kid. He's like, I do. Why? I was like, What were your instructions for how he was supposed to do his introduction today? He and guy rolls his eyes. He said, Look, I can't ever hear that kid. I, he, I told him he needed to get as close as he could to the center instructor. He's like, He needs to get. I was like, You get. You get as close as you possibly can get to that guy. And I was like, well, he, need to see, he needs to be promoted. And I was like, because that little choker tried to kiss me today. And I was like, we were literally standing there one inch from each other. And he's like, no, he didn't. And Josh was with us. He's like, no, seriously, Vinny came up and got like one inch from his face. He's like, they were literally staring each other down like like boxers <laughs> like about
0: a fight. Well, that was, uh, there's a tournament in Raleigh. Uh, it, it was really, I think it was the, one of the first years I moved here. Because I, I had trained at another school in town. Uh, Because I was going for nationals back in the Midwest. And uh, so that tournament was going to be in November. That's their year-end nationals tournament in Columbus, Nebraska. And so, and I moved here in October. uh, And I I had the entire year to kind of practice for that next tournament, the, the following November. And I would just fly back, do some tournaments there to get some points, and then Stay out here, do some tournaments. Just to, it doesn't count for any points. This the ones I was going to because it was a different association, different rules and whatnot. But it has kept me in the competition mode. Right. And there was one up in uh, Raleigh that I went to because it was huge. There's like one year there was over 900 black belt contenders alone, let alone how many other Jeez. ranks there were. It, it was massive. And it was always massive. And they'd run out this hotel with this huge, like, ballroom. And it'd be just packed full of every ring. And there's like 12, 13, 14, 15 rings, and all just packed with people. And uh, so I got to see a lot of variety there. But I was judging one of them. And uh, I was just a side judge. And they're doing. These weapons forms, but it was there's a lot. There's so many different kinds. It was the ATA Association, and yeah. they just anything they can do to get another cent from somebody, they'll do it. So it was like musical forms and musical uh, family forms and backflip competition, whatever the hell they were doing. And uh, they were do- this one kid was doing commas, and he he comes up just like the other guy. He gets pretty close, and he's like screaming in your face, like you gotta have that intensity. It's the XMA and all that. And he starts going through his form, and with commas, mind you. And luckily, they were not live commas, but they were aluminum. That the edge is still sharp. Right. If that hits you in the eye; you lose an eye. Yeah. And he is flipping around, and right in front of my face, <laughs> inches. And you, I, I'd like to see a, like a camera on my face go from just relaxed to I'm gonna kill you, you little shit. Yeah. Get away from me. And please don't put my. Oh, uh, I, I was pissed, and. You know, you've got much like your tournament set, you could give like a one, two or three, but basically you stick between the the sixes and nines and even that you hit, you stay at the top. I think I gave a two (laughs) and the center judge looked at me like, what what are you doing? I'm like, he was going to put my eye out. I'm yeah. giving a two, and I'm sticking with this one. Yeah, this is not going away. <laughs> I was not asked to judge anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's it funny when he said live weapons, That reminds me
1: of you have these times where where one of your black belts will say something at a black belt meeting, and you know you've had my students say things before, like Gabby Metarata. You know Gabby. Gabby's hilarious, and she's been with me since she was a kindergartner. She's probably a first second grader. It was her first tournament. I was it was my tournament, and I'm up there. I'm like. I'm like, okay. I have all the kids sitting there. Do you have any questions? And Gabby raises her hand. I was like, "What's your question, Gabby?" She goes, "Like, is there tag team fighting?" I went, "Wow, no." I was like, and I was like, I'm about to go to the next question. I was like, what, "Who would you have picked for your partner?" She goes, "You." And I was like, "That's an excellent pick." I was like, "I can't imagine what what fight would have would have ensued with me and you fighting against people." But one time we're in a black belt meeting. Also, I'm pretty sure at TD's tournament different year been going up there for years and uh and someone asked a question it was like i was like do the weapons ha-? i was like uh do you allow live weapons mm. and Derek robinson goes he, he his brain translates that into <laughs> alive weapons and he goes what the hell that guy gonna use a snake or something and he said that out loud and i literally had a moment i was like oh my god he just said that <laughs> And like, the whole room stopped and looked at him, and then they looked at me, and I was like, I don't know this guy, I'm, I'm not with him. <laughs> like, mental image, and a, a, a comma in one hand, and a boa constrictor in the other, as you're basically doing kata.
0: Throwing live tarantulas at it. Ninja star tarantula. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Admittedly, if someone managed to manipulate a live animal during a kata, I would probably, I would be super impressed. I've I've long since jokingly told my students that they needed to go into a weapons competition. I was like I always I always challenge my guys to do something stupid. I was like I have this one thing. I was like, you just need to go up and uh, I was like with your with a set of commas, or size or whatever. And right when the kind of starts tuck them in your belt and then do an empty hand cut to see, see how you place. So it's like, wait a second. He didn't actually use the weapon at any point during the form. <laughs>
0: or you can uh, get up for your. uh and then just start (laughs) breakdancing.
1: Well, you know, it's funny because you talked about the introductions. Introductions are so funny. I tell my kids, literally, go up, say your name, say Mm -hmm. what the name of your kata is. My name is Brent Holland. I'll be doing, uh, I'll be doing, you know, Cento Kata. But I'll see, you you go to tournaments, you have these kids, they come up and scream right in your "Ah! (laughs) ears, judges, my name is Dan Burrell, I represent (laughs) Master Bob Smith Karate Dojo of Kinston, North Carolina. With your permission, I will proudly perform, I'm like, what what else are you going to give me? It's like, my social security number is 249. I am five foot seven. My parents' names are Bob <laughs> and Shirley. Uh, like, uh, Playing and then, on going to college in the
0: fall. <laughs> <laughs> going into psychology.
1: <laughs> Screaming it the whole time. You know? And then, you know, when the kids, there was this one, uh, one uh, Master Jones' dojo up in Kenston. That's what made me think of it. They, their kids, the first thing they do is they yep, go, and they scream at you. And then they back up. They scream again and then they bow and then they talk in their normal voice, judges, my name is after screaming at you twice. And but there's always like kid that gets up there and you know he the look on their face says, I really don't want it. Oh yeah. this is the kid's first or second tournament. He looks around and sees that no other kid is having to scream at the judges and he gets up and he goes, Uh ah. he like this like pathetic kind of moan at you and you're like, You feel bad for the kids, like I know you have to do this but but I'm feeling for you. Man. I'm feeling for you. Oh, I hate that.
0: <laughs> it drives me nuts. I don't like loud noises.
1: <laughs> I'm not deaf. I remember one time I was at a tournament and, uh, Haunchy Isaac decides that, um, I was going to center judge a ring with, uh, Pat Callahan, who is uh, totally white haired and Guy Beach as my corners. I'm a sixth on their fifth. Non, so mm. I'm, I'm significantly younger than both of them. And, uh, and the kids were so freaking confused all day long. They didn't, they, they, especially with Pat. Pat is about like early sixties and totally white haired. And they kept like looking at me sitting in the middle and they'd, they like shift over and like bow at Pat and Pat would be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> he's the center judge. And uh, it was, the kids were totally just all day long. I went up to Hunchy afterwards. I was like, you're just messing with me, aren't you? It's making my life difficult just for the fun of it. <laughs> Tournaments. I always tell my, I always tell my guys. I was like, try not to miss tournaments and try not to miss seminars. Because the mm-hmm. funny, if if you want to be, if you want to be the one that says I was at every funny story that happened, nine out of ten funny stories happen at seminars and tournaments. Mm-hmm. I was like, you need to be at all of those. I was like, and with seminars, you know, there's 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 two types of seminars that are awesome. There's the truly awesome seminar where you learn something. You're like, wow, I truly didn't know that. But there, there are, especially at Iron rank, there's not a ton of those those mm-hmm. seminars anymore. And then there's the seminar that's so horrible that you're like, oh my God, I cannot believe that this, I mean, just like at our, we had that seminar where the, the um, um, Jeet Kune Do guy literally was telling all our students, you know, we're and you and I are so not like this, and neither is Bernie and Matt and all the other guys we hang out with. He looks at the group, he's like, no, I'm not here to tell you that my style is better than whatever you're studying, but. Well, it is. And he says it just like that. My my guys were like, I was like, if you are ever in a, in a seminar where some asshat says something like that, you just go ahead and leave that when you say, well, okay, I don't need to learn from you because you're an idiot. <laughs> I,
0: mean, I did not hear him say that. I, I can hear him saying that. <laughs> just, and knowing him enough, I know he'd be partially joking and at the same time still thinking, yeah, I, I mean that. <laughs> I mean,
1: the truth of it is, you you and I know this well. There isn't really a, a a superior style. No, there are superior teachers. Mm-hmm. There are. You can take someone that's teaching ATA Taekwondo, but if he is a significant, if he is a talented instructor mm-hmm. and actually goes out and learns stuff and really tries it and sees if it works, he'll be a fantastic uh, instructor who will who will eventually leave ATA. <laughs> and uh, but he'll actually be teaching great stuff. You can take. Uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu under in the hands of a crummy teacher and no, mm-hmm. you'll get nothing out of it yeah it's all about the instructor
0: hmm yeah there was something I heard I don't, I don't even remember when it was it, it it stuck in my mind I wish I remember who said it where I was with all that stuff but they said uh, every style is best for what it was designed for mm-hmm. so if it was designed for sport for just strictly foot fighting Taekwondo, it's fantastic. It's, yeah, it's best for it. That's what it was designed that's for. That's why most, taekw-
1: that. most good Taekwondo schools mm-hmm. also teach Hapkido, Yeah, because you have to have that to complement it.
0: Yeah, and then and there's you know Jujitsu. It's best for ground fighting. Yeah. like cause that's what it was designed for. You know, it, if you look at what Karateous it was created for. Body is stand-up fighting.
1: Yeah. where we use our hands, mm-hmm. we're gonna knock your head off. That's what yeah. we do.
0: So it's uh, and, and like I said, it has to be the instructor too. They're they're just.
1: And we've got some cool instructors who yeah, come yeah. out to our, to our seminars. Mm-hmm. I remember after um, after one of the seminars, uh, Francisco, uh, the j- ninjitsu guy from Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Uh, at first, he kind of rubbed me the wrong way at the very first, but I've grown to really like him, and he, he's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Well, remember he promoted a, a guy to brown belt at the end of one of our seminars. Really? Okay. Well, afterwards, uh, I've seen some unusual, uh, unusual uh, post promotion. Uh, rituals before but his his is one of my all time favorites (laughs) so almost everybody's gone it's me and uh, and and Josh Lee and uh, and that's it from my dojo and just his guys and we're standing in the parking lot and he's like well we haven't done we haven't done the tradition yet take off your key top I'm like okay what's gonna happen here so dude strips down to his waist and everyone in their dojo comes up and takes their belt oh yeah (laughs) and beats him across the middle with it and I'm like I mean, not just like once or. I like flogging this guy. I'm like, okay, well, right on. And then and then looked at me. It's, it's your turn. And I went, like, huh? I was like, and I had, you know, I had that thick belt, you know, My 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 belt. I was like, hell, okay. So I walk with this total stranger. I've never met. I'm like, burn, burn, <laughs> this guy down. And Josh then goes up and does it. And we're like, yeah, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> and Josh just like, that oh, was weird. I was like, yeah, that was, was pretty weird. But you know, you when, when in Rome. Um. Yeah, I don't know. What's the weirdest thing you've ever seen after a belt a belt promotion? Uh,
0: most of them were pretty straightforward. Almost
1: you know, like a punch or something or a kick or you know.
0: I think, hmm. man, it, it's tough because most of ours it's just. Here you go, congratulations. That's me now. Like, that's yeah, pretty much it.
1: I don't need to beat you. I've already beat you during the test.
0: Yeah, and and that's where all of our like initiations and stuff like that would be is in the test, especially for black. That's black belt, the first degree, uh, is the big initiation. That's that big gauntlet. Join in just, the club. Yeah, you just get beat up by everybody in the room, mm-hmm. and that there's just the way it's gonna go. Like you take your licks, and then the next person behind you, you give it back. Uh, I
1: tell everybody I test for black belt in my dojo. You should either feel like Crying or throwing up after a black belt (laughs) test. Maybe both.
0: Yeah. And I don't do that for like second, third. It's just that first degree. There's still a lot of sparring at the the higher ranks. But But it's always worse at first. Yeah, it's that first. That's a huge step right there. And it really separates the casual... Uh, trainers and uh, you know, students into those that really are deep into the martial art. And we beat up Joe up Barry pretty good on his yeah. third time test. Remember <laughs> that joker took me to the ground here and I'm wearing 16 ounce gloves? You know, and he's not a ground fighter. Joe's yeah. a great fighter. But all of a sudden we're
1: on the ground and I'm literally choking him out wearing 16 ounce gloves going, why am I here? Why am I on the ground right now? I love Joe. Uh, yeah. Joe listens to this. If you
0: do, we miss you, Joe. He'll be back in town next Saturday uh, for for the testing. That's good. Um, so I'll, I'll see him have then. To pop, I might have to pop by and see mm-hmm. him. Yep.
1: One of my favorite sparring partners.
0: Oh, yeah. It's, uh, you know, going back to the tournament stories real quick, uh, I have to tell the one. Again, it was that same Raleigh tournament. And uh, I think I've told you this before, and I've written about it as well, but uh huge tournament. And when we first... first um, basically lined up you know a thousand well over a thousand people there That's and crazy. students uh, but, uh competitors and so it's just rows and rows and rows and rows of people and then they're, they're getting you warmed up and doing some other stuff and like, okay i'm kind of don't really need this right now but <laughs> uh then like okay we're ready for the masters to come down like we need to summon the spirits of the masters we're gonna split the room in half and they're like stomping on the ground over here and clapping your hands over here and you're gonna chant this and we're gonna chant that and if we're loud enough and have enough spirit the masters will come and we keep doing it keep doing it, start get tired like obviously they're still like eating or something <laughs> and then finally they the one comes down they announce his name and uh, he runs through and, like, shaking babies and kissing uh, whatever, oh, man. I, <laughs> and I, I, high-fiving I, everybody down the aisle. I'd go. be leaving at this point. Oh, I was like, this, I don't need to be here for this.
1: This, this, this is deflecting. Yeah,
0: and, and they go up and they sit, like, up way up on this high-raised table where they're sitting and having, like, meals and eating grapes and all this stuff <laughs> while everyone else is doing. I need, I need this kind of thing
1: at my next target.
0: And so they're all there, and it's I think it was all, like, seventh degree and up. I think
1: uh, oh, I wouldn't be eligible yet.
0: Yeah, and it, it was so they were just sitting there watching. That, that's all they were there, there for. No judging, no competition. But the the guy uh, that was hosting it, I, I want to say he's probably mid fifties. I could be way off. I really don't know. But I know he'd been in it for quite a while, and I think it was at least an eighth degree. So he had to have been in it for a, a while. But he was gonna do a basically a demo. He's going to perform his form and then do these board breaks. And the form was uh, in that association after, I think, six degree. You, you have like a base form of like 20 some moves. And then you make up the rest of the form. And the number of moves that you need to do is like your father's uh, age added onto to that or something like that. So if your your father was 72, that's 72 more moves onto that 24 move form but you make it up. Good God. So yeah. The, and of course this guy's older. So he's doing this like a hundred and some <laughs> move form and it's basically front kick, punch, front kick, punch, low block, punch. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Like, Oh, round kick. Sweet. <laughs> it was so basic, but I'm like, okay, that was really long and unnecessary. But I was looking at the board breaks and he was explaining what he's going to do. And he did not look like using the peak, performance (laughs) side of his life like there's a little bit of a downside but he's like i'm gonna do this jump split kick with a punch so three basically three sets of boards all broke at once jumping in the air turning to your side you're throwing basically a side kick with your right leg a front kick or round kick with your left leg and then punching in the middle i'm like shit this will be awesome. Yeah, no, no kidding. <laughs> I, I, I'm intrigued just listening yeah. to it. I don't know. I, I'd be still to see you do that. Yeah. You're in great shape. <laughs> and then he had another board break that was Monday, but still. I'm like, I I like watching board breaks. I love the sound. of just smashing. And then the last one, he had this huge contraption set up where there's 10 boards stacked together. The board's an inch thick. That means it was almost as thick as it was um uh why because they're 12 by 11.
1: yeah it's a block of brick a block of board it was
0: just a block i'm like dude he again i'm gonna be so impressed i'm gonna get this guy's autograph after this and get my (laughs) picture taken this is incredible i cannot wait to see these things this is worth admission right here and he he does the, the jump split kick first jumps up gets like two inches off the ground and falls doesn't break anything doesn't even land a punch or a kick And he stops, and uh, he tries it again real quick, same exact thing, and he turns to the crowd, it's like, oh, you know, I I pulled a muscle the other day, uh, I didn't realize it was gonna affect me that much, I'm gonna do uh, a slightly different version. And then he throws like a front kick to one, a round kick to another, and punches the third. Like, all standing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, "Uh, yeah, sure, sure, dude, we we believe you can do that. And then he goes over to uh, the other one, and I don't remember what it was, but he broke it. It was fine. And then I'm like, I, I, I'm still waiting for this 10 board break. Like, I've never seen anything more than no, 5. No, no. 5 man, is top.
1: 5 is brutal. And they're
0: all stacked. There's no spacers Yeah, here. no
1: spacers? Man, 5. Oh, it's my God. 5 is, is, is Hulk club. Yeah.
0: And I'm like, I'm still going to be impressed. Like, I will forget everything else I saw if he breaks this thing. And he kind of uh, slides into it with a sidekick. And goes, boom, and nothing breaks. Yeah, of course not. And then he tries it again, and like the last one breaks because it always breaks from the back forward. Yeah. And then he does it again, like two more break in the back. And he does it again, and another one breaks. Basically, he kicks this thing like five or six times. To and eventually it breaks up, all Breaks of them. small. And everyone's just ape shit going crazy. And I'm like, really? Did we all see the same thing here? That's not impressive. <laughs> I'm like, I'm pretty sure I could teach like a this five year old over here to do that same thing, just one board at a time.
1: I was I was at a tournament one time. Same at TD's tournaments. So like TD's tournaments always always uh lend themselves to a good time. And first of all, there's this guy um, who's uh, I guess used to be a martial arts legend, and uh, he's up there and a guy. He's so out of shape. Mm. He's so out of shape. And he's you know and, and you know you can be older like you know Hanji Isaac is is is, is ish and in fantastic shape despite mm. having been through hip replacement you know still in fantastic shape oh, yeah. and but this guy was not haunchy isaac and uh, he first thing he says is a line that i'm I, i've stolen so many times in my life since and he's like i came here today so you could have a chance to meet me <laughs> what a great line to start and i was like man hot damn i'm glad you're here I'm, I'm really glad to have this thank you for coming so i could have a chance to meet you and, you know, he, he told us a little bit about how awesome he is and how awesome he used to be. And uh, and then let us know he'd be signing autographs and pictures over there in the corner. And, and that was a lonely day for that guy. And then when, that same tournament. Now, I'm already sitting there. I'm already highly entertained and amused. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, and that guy had driven all the way here so I could have the chance to meet him. So I was pretty happy. And uh, and these two girls get up to do the national anthem. They're going to sing it live. And it was the worst Version of the national anthem I've ever heard live in my life. There was attempted to ha- at harmony, and the harmony girl was so not in sync with the uh, with the girl. And I'm standing literally from me to you, from these two girls singing. at My school is in the middle, <laughs> and these girls are singing right next to me. And I'm like, God, this sucks. And that point, Josh Lee leans over me and goes, "Dude, we could do this better right now with no practice." <laughs> and, and then I'm like, "Shut up, man. I don't need this. Be quiet, Josh. I'm dying here." And it, but it was oh.
0: So. Is it uh, better than my, uh, uh, plug my phone into the <laughs> and, and, have, and, and have somebody send you a text message right in the middle of it. And it was right at the perfect time. <laughs> it's like going through, it's almost over, and then in the land of the, and then ding. ding. <laughs> Free. <laughs> like it was going so smooth until that point. <laughs> it was, it was. Yeah, it was great. was
1: like I said, I tell my guys, don't miss tournaments, <laughs> don't miss seminars, because that's where the fun stuff happens.
0: It's it it amazes me the egos people have that they think they can do a jump split kick with the pie. I'm like, I could have told you this ahead of time This wasn't gonna this work. This isn't happening. This is <laughs> I'm looking at you, and like you said, if
1: you'd have pulled it off, you'd have, you'd have been floored. Oh, I mean. yeah. I'd,
0: I'd want it on camera so I can take it to some sort of supernatural place and say, hey, it exists, man. <laughs> Look at this thing. Now,
1: just like you, I, I've seen some stuff in the past, you know, uh, Haunchy Doug Perry, um, you know, Mr., Mr. Isaac, my instructor. I've seen some stuff that has blown me away and Mm -hmm. made me go, I didn't know that existed. I didn't know that was possible. Now I know, holy cow, (laughs) Rick Moneymaker, same deal. Um, And I've seen some people give some seminars where I've sat there and gone, this guy's material is so circa 1985. Is this guy not trained at all in the last (laughs) 30-something years? This is I learned this stuff at Orange Belt. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and they're they're presenting it like, hey, look at me, I'm reinventing the wheel. I know you're <laughs> amazed. And you're like, God, you suck, dude. This is not, and, and, and there's always stuff that doesn't work or only works because their uki is, is totally, you know, aping for them and mm-hmm. basically falling on the ground. And you're like, ugh. And I remember one time I was at a seminar up in Jacksonville and this guy, had been there for about 15 minutes. And I just knew right off the get-go, this guy sucks, mm-hmm. and and Jim Elmore, one of my fourth dons, walks in. He's he hasn't paid yet, and I looked at him like no 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 no. And I shake him head. I like, don't pay for this. <laughs> go away. Go home. Go home. Go back where you came from. I was like, you're wasting your time here. Um, <laughs> it's and, the, and and if apparently afterwards I was like I, was, I looked at one of my buddies and I was like God that guy's horrible. He's like apparently he used to be awesome. I was like well apparently he stopped training. Yeah. and didn't do anything different after the eighties.
0: That'll happen. Well, have you seen any? Anybody like that, like ego wise, or think their stink does, or their shit doesn't stink, stink, and like that is under the age of fifty. Is it always the people that have been around since like the sixties and seventies?
1: Generally, yes, because they're the ones that their martial arts hasn't grown. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a couple of times had um, I was occasionally I'll have yeah you have that guy you know you and I we're working. Mm-hmm. And, at tournaments, yeah. we go to a tournament. We're always judging. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can't ever remember you at a tournament not judging, and I'm mm-hmm. sure you can't ever remember. Yeah. And usually, we're running a ring, and, and mm-hmm. regardless of our rank, we're going to work. Yeah. And uh, and that's what I do. I go to tournaments to support whoever's doing mm-hmm. it by working. I know I run a good ring. I know I'm fast. I know I'm fair. There's those guys that don't run rings and don't judge, and they're mm-hmm. sixth, seventh, eighth dons. Another actually there to do is to bitch about everything. Mm. And I had one of those. Um, it was at the tournament. Did you go to the one at Carolina Beach that Ron and Bernie Hill? Yeah, away? I did. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I'm there, and, and 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 a and a guy who I'm not going to say his name because I do like him now. I did not like him at the time.
0: I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yep. And, and, and,
1: and he uh and he he this this guy basically looks at me and goes, he's mad because his student he claims got kicked in the groin, and my two judges were were Jim Elmore. And Will Clappin were my corner judges. I had great corners. Mm-hmm. I mean, top top notch corners. And and he's 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 in my face and like, oh, I guess getting kicked in the balls is a point now. And he's like, it's he laughing. And um uh, and 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 I'm, and he's like, I was like, look, go get Hanji Isaac if you're not happy. He's he's heading up everything. Just let him know because I'm, I'm not listening to you anymore. Get get the hell out of my ring. And then we have to have a moment, and we're sitting there, me and him and Hanchi Isaac, and we're having a heart-to-heart. And he, every time I try to talk, he starts to laugh at me. And finally I said, Hanchi, if he laughs at me one more time,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like it's like, this is going to get ugly. And the guy says, well, I guess I should have brought my belt that has the mm-hmm. seven stripes on it. You're talking to a seventh-degree black belt. And I was like, dude, I don't care if you're a 30th-degree black belt. <laughs> If you laugh at me one more time I'm gonna find out how good your black belt is mm-hmm. I was like afterwards I was like how'd I handle that since then? he goes you could have been a little more diplomatic <laughs> I was like well it is what it is and I was like I've never been known for my diplomacy so but it,
0: it, <sighs> yeah I, I remember that one I didn't know the whole conversation I knew it was the groin shot and I saw the guy talking and being just a douche about it, and like, oh, God, this Since
1: then, he and I have... He he probably doesn't even remember he did that. I think Mm. it's just kind of his personality. And I get along with him great now, but Mm. at the time, ugh. Man. Yeah. but But, you know, just like that, I mean, I had another guy come into my ring, and I basically told him uh, another guy one of those that comes just to, to watch and gripe mm-hmm. and I basically walked up to him and I just had enough of this guy and I wasn't in a particularly good mood this day anyway and I just walked up to him I very least, quietly I said I'll pretend his name is Bob and I whispered he's like Bob you're gonna get the fuck out of my ring right now or I'm gonna <laughs> kick your ass you understand me and I said it just like that I said it under undertoned and I was mad sounding it you know what Bob did he got out of my ring <laughs> Cause he knew. I mean, I don't know if he was scared of me or not, but he knew we were about, I was just, I just had enough at that point. And I was mm. like, you know, I didn't want the, the parents or anybody else to hear me cuss, so I, I whispered in his ear. And then I clapped him on the arm and smiled at him and nodded <laughs> at him and walked off, and he left my ring. So, that
0: was, I was, uh, one of my first tournaments when I moved here and was teaching, uh, I took three kids to Dillon, South Carolina, and uh massive tournament it, and it was uh, an open karate tournament so the rules were a little bit different but when i walked in there i really was just gonna sit with the parents and i wasn't gonna coach or anything i was just gonna watch the kids and it was all their first tournament and um so i, I really wanted to focus on them and it was just three kids and i didn't know the rule sets and they had talked about like i went to the judges meeting so i understood the rules and it was like you can hold for like three seconds uh, but there has to be an action with it, like a punch, and then you can sweep, and you can throw a strike on the ground, but you can only throw one. And once it's broken, it's done. There's no ground fighting. Like there was Un- a, unusual. Set of yeah, rules. it was. It, it honestly, it felt like they watched the Karate Kid and tried to make a rule set based off of what they saw. <laughs> that was what was going through my <laughs> Makes mind. Sense. And sweeps,
1: sweeps are never pretty, and no. they never end up with you on the ground getting a, a chop to the <laughs> chest like you see
0: no. in that movie. No, and so. They're like, we're really short on, like, we're supposed to have, like, two more black belts or something like that uh, come and judge, but they're not here. Uh, I really need you to, to judge. And I'm like, i really not comfortable because I don't know your rules. Like, I, I'm kind of lost on everything you said there. Like, I'm very confused, and I don't want to screw anything up. Like, I'll, I'll give you, I'll, I'll be a scorekeeper keeper or something like that. I have no problem doing that. I'll help clean. You just tell me what to do. But I, I really don't feel comfortable judging right now. Like, yeah. I just don't know your system. And like, we have to. And I was there with another instructor that we know, I won't won't mention his names, and this had nothing to do with, he didn't do anything wrong. He just, he chose, he didn't want to uh, display that he was a black belt or that he was an instructor. So he kind of got out of it. And I get it because he also had a lot of kids there that he had to really kind of parent and watch over. And so, uh, but we both went to the judges meeting and sat together and even we were discussing going, I don't. What the hell is going on here? But he's like, but you wrote your name down for this. I'm like, yeah, I am a black belt. I just, if, I guess, if you want. But I, I, so I ended up like corner judge in a ring, and. I, I'm, I'm doing what I do. And the center judge, he was a nice guy, but he kept like correcting me. And I'm like, do you really have to correct me like every time? Cause I call out point instead of break once. And I, you know, I said something else that my terminology came out instead of their terminology. And then. That's it. I'm done. Yeah.
1: You guys are on your own.
0: And there was. A point system, and they said make sure you use everywhere from I think like four on up to nine and half points or something like that. And to, to get the whole right variety, it is okay to do four. Like it just makes sure that it doesn't, someone who is not eligible to get a trophy doesn't get mixed in and accidentally get a trophy because you're feeling nice and give them a seven and you get a bunch of sevens and eights and then you get ties and all stuff. Like it's good to use those lower numbers for someone that you know should not get a trophy. And, of course, I was doing like, a, I think it was like seven and eight-year-olds, and one of the kids fell down. I'm like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a four. So, of course, I put the four up, and the center judge pulls my arm down. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, giving a four? Like, they fell down. And like, you don't do that to the kid. I'm like, who told me? You never told me this. I'm like, <laughs> he's like, are you going to rethink this? I'm like, and I, I flipped it over, and I showed it to him. i like, is this okay? <laughs> gave him like a nine or something like that. He's like, uh-huh. And just screwed it up. and I'm You're an like, awesome kid. Yeah. I'm like, what What but do you want to do?
1: A kid messes up. Remember remember, there was a, a martial artist here in town, uh, and, and a very nice person he used to do a fan kata. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Bernie, if you're listening to this, I know right now you're grinding <laughs> your teeth. And, um, and it just so happens that literally every time I'd seen this person do the fan kata for like, I'm not joking, like seven or eight times in a row, the fan got dropped i mean and and i was like god she never gets done with that god holy cow I mean, she drops it every single freaking time and, and and i was sitting there as a judge and all of a sudden it struck me what if dropping the fan is the end of the kata <laughs> i was like what if throwing the fan down it's like a mic drop and so i look at i look at i look at uh, jim elmore who's sitting next to me and i'm like jim because as soon as she came came up Jim goes oh she's going to drop the fan again and and that's what made me start thinking about it and then I was like hmm I was like and all of a sudden I said Jim what if dropping the fan is the end of the cover all this time we've been chipping this chick I was like he's like and Jim goes well it's like it's like, I can't imagine ends with dropping the fan and looking disappointed and bowing out. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, you're right, you're right. The disappointing, the disappointing look definitely probably states it's, 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 it's not intentional. <laughs> Maybe she's disappointed there's no one left to kill mm-hmm. in the form.
0: Well, I did see uh, that same one up in Raleigh. I had a lot of stories from Raleigh, but uh, I was judging that. I think it was that same turn with the kid with the comma right in my face. And there was a part in somebody's form i think it was nunchucks that the nunchuck ended up on the ground but he kept going mm-hmm. and i'm like i'm looking at the other judge like was that on purpose did he put it on the ground like why would you drop your weapon on purpose and he comes over and does like a backflip and a handstand and picks it back up and keeps going I'm like i don't know how to judge this <laughs> was that on purpose story. or not <laughs> and I talked to the center judge. She's like, I think you did it on purpose. I'm like, why? (laughs) Why would you purposely put it down? Look, if I have a stick (laughs) and you and I are fighting and it's to the death, I'm keeping that stick. I don't care.
1: You're going to have to take that stick from me to get me to drop that stick. Mm -hmm. Well, it was funny because I was up at a tournament. I'm pretty sure Todd Champion was my my, my corner judge. And I want to say, if it wasn't Todd, it was somebody else I know well. Maybe it was Sam Albright. I don't remember. But we're sitting there, and the same kid that did the jumping, spinning, back kick, the Lex, Lex skipper, same dude, mm-hmm. is doing one of our side katas, and the side pops out of his hand. Bing, 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 bing. It was very obvious he had dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, it was, I mean, things like, like clanking across the floor. And he continues with the one hand and the one hand side. And then about five moves later, he does a jump. He does a front hand spring onto the side, yep. picks it up, and continues on. And at the end, <laughs> now he was my student, so I knew. And uh, the corner, I, like I said, I want to say it's Todd. He goes. I don't know how to judge that. It's like, I do. He's my student. He's like, I know exactly how to judge that. So it was like, the, 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 we flashed the scores and it was, you had to give between 6.0 and Mm 8.0. It's like, 7.51, 7.67, 6.00. It's like, it's, uh, Spike looked at me. He's like, What? I was like, You dropped the weapon. I was like, Don't look at me like that. I was like, Just because you were creative in how you picked it up. Doesn't I was like, I applaud you for the, the, the awesomeness of how you picked it up.
0: <laughs> I, I tell my students that all the time, like at testing or tournaments, like if you screw up, make it look like you did it on purpose. Just yeah. keep going. Most people don't know your forms. And even if they do, every instructor teaches things just a little bit different. So maybe you're supposed to kneel down and (laughs) look like you tripped (laughs) and then come back up. Fake it till you make it, man. Fake it till you make it. Uh, uh,
1: I'm I'm glad tournaments are coming back. Mm. I'm glad things are getting back to normal because I've missed seeing people. I've missed going and and doing this. I'm actually, this last year and a half, I'm definitely recharged for doing anything like that right Mm. now. It's uh and just the goofiness of it. Like I said, you go to a tournament, you're gonna see funny stuff. Yeah. Um, I I always tell my kids, uh, don't don't ask for permission to begin. And it's like with your permission, I'll begin. And I was like, you you've got permission <laughs> the moment you paid fifty bucks or whatever it was to be in the tournament. And uh, I I learned now. I, I used to. Some kid would say, with your permission, I begin. I was like, no. <laughs> and they would look at me like. I was like, No, I'm just kidding, go ahead. But then I realized I'm messing some poor kid up totally, like his brain off. I was like, so stop doing that. I was like What if I say no? I remember I said that to one of um one of Bernie's kids, one of, what if I say no? He's like that I wouldn't do the cut <laughs> I was like, that's a great answer. I was like I was like I was like, well, you can you in that case you can go. You have my permission to
0: begin. I I'm very the the turnover we did back home, most people didn't say anything. They'd call your name out because I already know, uh, even though it was an open tournament, it, it was uh, the Mid America Tournament Alliance. So, like, we all kind of knew each other. Like right. I constantly saw the same people and judges. So, and they they knew your forms and they saw when you, you kind of screwed up, but they couldn't judge you based off the screw up unless it was judge like, what you see. The, not yeah, exactly. Not. But um, the it, we never said anything. They just they they knew me by name. They called me out. And go, hey Dan, come on up. You know, something like that. Like, all right. And then I bow in and like, get ready. Go. And you just do your form. So uh, it wasn't until the, the tournaments I started going to here that I started hearing people go, okay, my name is this. And we go, and I'm like, and I'm like writing notes. Okay, they got to do this. I got to do this so I can tell my students what they need to do. Give them a name. Because <laughs> I, I did so, the, the, those first like two tournaments. My students didn't do anything. They just got up there and started doing the form. And, and they'd stop and go, oh, what, what's your name? What's your school? You got to tell us all this stuff. Like, oh, okay, this and this. They tell their elementary school or something
1: like that. <laughs> like, uh, well, uh, all my kids, I, I give nicknames to all my kids. I, mm-hmm. I know their real names, but I always give them nicknames. And I had this uh, kid named Yusuke Sugawara. He's Japanese, and uh, and I, I long since called him Leroy. And uh, and so he goes up, and Jim Irwin is the center judge. He's like, judges, my name is Leroy, Leroy Sugawara. And Jim's <laughs> like, what? What'd you say your name was? Leroy. He's like, and Jim's like. Holy shit! Kid's name is Leroy. He's like, he's like, son, you don't look like a Leroy. And that was the same tournament. That I, I love Jim. Yeah. Jim. Jim, Jim, Jim always makes me laugh. And that same tournament, I had five year olds fighting. I and only, that. only Jim could pull this off, and they're kicking each other in the butt. And Jim says, "Stop! Stop! Stop!" You keep kicking each other in the ass. <laughs> You're supposed to kick ass, not kick the ass. And the parents are like, "Yes, that is sage advice." Only he could get away with that. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, watch. I
0: remember that 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 tournament. I was at the same one. I think I was maybe two uh, rings over. But even I was <laughs> giggling over there. <laughs> Jim's funny,
1: Jim. Jim. It, it's so funny because like Jim is. Um, when I was a kid, Jim was the closest thing from a crease. Type character in <laughs> Wilmington, he really was, and uh, and and he's he he was just he, he cultivated that. You go back and look at his pictures; it was totally intentional. And mm. and, and but and of course, I was a child back then. This is the '80s, and uh, and and but we became close after that. And uh, and there are some people that um, that never got over the old Jim, mm. but he's always been good to me, and mm. so he's my friend, and, yeah. I, and, and and I like him a lot. And Jim and I were, when Jim was had his place that we used to be over where, um, kind of near where you were for that brief time, over by that, where yeah. that, Mo, that Mose was. Yep, exactly. And we were sitting in his office talking, and uh, and, and, and both of us are, are Christians, and we, we talk theology at times. And, and he said something that, that I've, I have, I've told this story a thousand times. <laughs> we're sitting there in his office, and, and he gets this look on his face. He's like, you know, Brent, Mar- I don't like the term master anymore. I was like, yeah. It's like, why is that? He's like, Because there is only one master. And they nailed his ass to the cross. <laughs> and I was sitting there thinking, what a bizarre way to say that. I was like I was like, I didn't know whether to go, yeah, or huh? Or but that that's that and, you know, if there's anyone it, it, you know, one phrase that, that is Jimmerwin, I think it's it's that. And and I've always found look, he he looks after me mm-hmm. and he always if, if he's I, like I said, I like the guy. Oh yeah, Honchie Isaac will sometimes joke around, and say you're boy, Jim, and, I, and and sometimes he'll say my boy, and give me somebody that I don't like. And I'm like, I don't <laughs> like that guy. I like, I was like, your boy Frank over there. He's like I don't like Frank, but if he says my boy Jim, I was like, look, I'm unapologetic. I like Jim. Okay, I get along with him great. I love the guy. He's 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 a, he's a good friend of mm-hmm. mine. I just talked to him on the phone the other day. I, I I think a lot of Jim.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's he's been great with me, uh, giving advice on like the business side of things. And you know, I talked to him when COVID started up and uh, he was asking me if I was still open and, and cause I, I was getting his permission to use one of his pictures for my book. Right. And uh, but he's like, yeah, you got to do this. Got to do that. Make sure next year you do this so that you can get those relief funds. So like I actually I take his advice and rearrange some things financially. And uh, he, every time I talk to him about that stuff, he's always been right. Like sometimes I just wasn't ready for some of his advice. You know, just the school wasn't there, but uh, he knows what he's talking about.
1: He's a good guy. He's got a good heart. He's mm-hmm. just—he's just—he's rough around the edges. Mm-hmm. And once you get around that, then then he's—he's—he's—I—I've I, always found conversations with him oh, yeah. incredible. He's—he's—he's <laughs> uh, he's, he's smart, but hes, he's he will say things sometimes that just make me laugh. And, <laughs> and I love having him center judge at my tournaments. So I'll, I'll always put him in a ring, and uh, he—he's a lot of fun. And there's, mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, we have a great group of guys that hang out with us here. Um, I love our, our little get together mm-hmm. uh, seminars, are always a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I, I'm eager to get back into that now that things are easing up, COVID wise and restriction wise. And it's, uh, you know, I had um, we, at, at the studio, I've done masks basically the whole year uh, since we were allowed to we're open up. We're not wearing DACA. them in the
1: adult class anymore, mm-hmm. but we can still wear them in all the kids' classes. Yeah,
0: and, that, and that's where I'm at now. Uh, yeah, basically everyone, all of my adults are vaccinated at this point anyway. I'm like, don't worry about the mask, and uh, it's just around the kids, and it's really just camaraderie type because I know they got to wear it, and I'm like, I feel bad, so I'll, I'll wear it with you. I do too. Yep, and uh, so we're we're finally getting rid of those. Um, June, I basically I just took the sign down today actually because you know, mm-hmm. I I'm just gonna let people do because now that the after school is basically done, I've got one one more week with one of the schools, um, and it's really just a family. It's Three, uh, two brothers and a sister, and then two other kids. Uh, and that that'll finish the, the school year next next week.
1: Hey, we survived COVID. Yeah, the dojos. Both of our schools managed to survive it, and there's a lot that didn't. Yeah,
0: unfortunately, and I'm finding more that didn't survive it. That I, like I started getting some phone calls from uh, another studio, like people that went to another studio, and he's a friend of mine. I'm like, oh no, I'm a little worried, and yeah. uh, I haven't checked in with him to see if. He went down, or maybe he's temporary down, or, or what? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But uh, the fact that I'm getting like numerous people from worries me, because that that's happened a few times with a few different studios studios in town this past year.
1: It looked like it looks like Jeff survived. I see his videos still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, he was. Um, Bernie's good. I saw Bernie the other day. I happened to just be by his dojo.
0: Yeah, and I know. Uh, you know, I, I talked to Jeff uh, a handful of times throughout this to see where he was going what he was doing because he had to move uh, he, he was he was paying a lot for it yeah that, that place was great yeah and so he temporarily moved like just down the street from from me but now I think he's back over on Market Street now and I think he's starting to ramp back up but I am, I'm starting to, uh, to get more students in more interest in I, I really hope there's that kickback where people realize being home alone sucks and life is a little more fragile you need to get out and do the things you want to do and get in shape yeah I mean, that was the worst part.
1: You've always been in great shape, at least as long as I've known you. Mm -hmm. But that was for me the big thing during COVID was getting in shape. And you know, unlike a lot of people said, I need to get active again. I've gained fifty pounds over COVID. Mm -hmm. Jeez, I've lost eighty five pounds over COVID. And you know, I'm now I'm ready to go out and do things again. I'm glad the world's getting back to normal. Yeah. But about about the pellets. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Funny things that happen in after school programs. Yeah and you've had it worse than I have oh lord um, but yeah that one man we had some kid dropping turd pellets all over the, all over the back room and, and we couldn't figure it out for the longest time and, and one time we are sitting there and we had this uh, one of my black belts Haas Haas is uh, a funny um, Haciel uh, is his name but, and, uh, and, and he looks at and he's like hey someone dropped a milk dud on the ground and he was about to pick it up and I was like no don't touch that no don't touch that <laughs> uh, you've had you've had. I've never had anybody continually use my uh, my trash can as a toilet though, like you have. Uh,
0: you know, that was my second year of the after school, <laughs> the just soul crushing year. everything went wrong. I, I in felt that so year. bad for you that year, man. I and I had some rough kids. I had some good ones in there too. Like there's a couple kids that are still with me that were in that Jose program. Was in that group. Yeah, he was, yeah. and so he was like the shining light of that group. And uh, I, I, just, I went into the back room to the, where my restroom was. the, And I'm like sniffing around. I'm like, what is that smell? <laughs> and I look in the trash. And I'm like, oh, someone wants to put some food in here, chocolate or something. And to put and I didn't have a dumpster at the time. So all my trash I put in my car, drove it home, and threw it in my own trash can at the house. And so I tied it up, drove it home, threw it away. And then like two days later, <laughs> my God, what? What keeps getting put in here? Take it out. And I, as I take it out, you see like dark streaks on the inside of it. And like, oh, is that chocolate or something like that? What is this? What if you that dump in my, <laughs> uh, my trash can? And then it was, I think, either the third or fourth time that I saw just a <laughs> turd sitting in the top of the trash can. <laughs> like, what the hell? And I I went back and looked at the security cameras and saw who went in there last. And I, I pull them back I'm like, and I point at him like, what is this? And he kind of giggles. He's like, oh, who did that? And I'm like, yeah, save it. I saw the security cameras. You were the only one that went in here during this time. What the hell? And he just kind of smirks and goes, mm, shrugs his shoulders and, and like, clean it up. You're taking this out. And and then this uh, this was what we call fun week because we had just done testing. We always take the, the following week and just go off the page to do some like dodgeball and other games that – or uh, physical, active, but not stressful. Right. And so I sat him out and just gave him a bunch of homework and cleaning things to, to do throughout around the studio. And like a day later, his uh, his mom, uh, she she talked to my translator, actually. And because I had to, unfortunately, tell my translator to call her up and tell her what happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, she's like, how long is this punishment for? And I said... The, the whole week, and because of what he did, she's like, "Oh, okay. Well, w- what day?" And I, I'm like, "I don't know. Next Monday. Uh, w- assuming he he's fine and doesn't cause more problems, I'll let him back in class. But you know, he's still gonna be doing some cleaning for a while." She's like, "Okay, I'll uh, I'll take him out of the program until next Monday." I'm like, "What?" That's crazy. You're defeating <laughs> the purpose now. Yeah, it's nuts and. I, I During that same time, I was noticing just puddles here and there. I'm like, who keeps dropping like juice or water around the, the floor, like the lobby, the main floor, the, the dressing rooms especially? And uh, the, then there's one in the dressing room that not only was there a puddle in the corner, but there's like drip marks on, along the wall, like ah. something hit and rolled down. And I went, <laughs> God damn. A kid pissing just in random spots. Same kid? Turns out, no. Oh, um, Different kid. God, I, I've been
1: doing this longer than you have, and I've never had anybody, at least that I've noticed, take a leak in my dressing rooms or, uh, or, or, or crap in my trash cans. So
0: that, too, I had a good idea who it was, and because uh, he's caused me a lot of problems and gray hairs over the years. But um, again, over the years, he's been like a little brother in me and just. I strangle him on a regular basis is what I want to do, yeah. but he needs it. And, uh, but I found out who it was and pointed out to him and scolded him and punished him and all this stuff. And then I w- went into the bathroom and like just washed my hands and, cause he had taken, uh, and pissed in the, um, plunger and then put the cap on and turned it upside down. So when you pull the plunger up, all the piss just went everywhere.
1: Oh, I'd have shot the kid. Yeah. Death would have been imminent.
0: And I had just finished cleaning that up, <laughs> washed my hands, and I went, why does that soap seem really frothy? I'm like, oh,
1: He pissed in the damn soap it.
0: dispenser? He's, he pissed in the soap dispenser, and I didn't know. I I remember that soap being frothy for at least a couple days. That means a lot of people washed their hands with his piss.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> On that note, years ago, um, uh, my, my sister-in-law, who runs the after-school program, is always looking for something new for the kids to do. Mm-hmm. And she uh, she had bought some modeling clay, a bunch of packets of it. And I'm like, and, and it was all different colors, but there was absolutely perfect turd brown in this. And I look at that turd brown clay and I went, hmm. So I basically take all a bunch of turd brown clay and I, I I I model a perfect turd out of it. I mean, and I basically we back then we had the two individual bathrooms. This is when we were all old, old place, mm-hmm. and I went to one of the bathrooms and I basically took my crafted turd and I dropped it right on the edge of the toilet seat. So it was sitting there like like someone had, had bent over and just basically missed, and it was just laying there. And then I sat in where the security cameras were and then watched each person go into the bathroom, change their mind, and walk around <laughs> to the other bathroom once they saw the turd sitting there on the toilet. And I'm, I'm, I'm taking mental note of my black belts, which ones I couldn't trust anymore because they just acted like it didn't happen. But I had this kid we called Lars, and Lars was a high-functioning autistic kid who I really liked. <laughs> but he took instruction literal. This is why my brother no longer says this one thing. Lars basically... Um, my brother used to say, don't you ever throw up in here. If you ever feel like you got to throw up, you you take your gi out and barf in your gi. Don't barf on my floor. And Lord in the Lord, it's gotten a feeling bad one day. Man, we've been running laps. He basically goes, I don't feel good. <laughs> right inside of his gi. Barfs his gi. And we're like, what are you doing? Don't do that. uh, But anyway, so I see Lars go into the bathroom, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be interesting. What's he going to do? So I I walk from the security camera. I'm standing outside the bathroom. As soon as he gets near, he closed the door, turns on the light, and I hear him go, oh, man. And then all of a sudden I hear, Shunk, 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 shunk. He's getting paper towels. And then here, goosh. <laughs> Lars had basically flushed my fake turd down the toilet. And first of all, my, my esteem for Lars, he saw a problem. He handled it. <laughs> and, and then I heard him getting soap and he was washing off, he was like washing off my seat so no one else would get defected by it. I was like, Lars, I should promote you to black belt right now. Just based off of <laughs> that, I was like, I'm a little irked. You flushed my turd down the toilet, but uh, but, but go you for, for handling that problem. Uh, like
0: that. I had a, was it Friday? Thursday, last Thursday, the last day of school for New Hanover. So we had a half day and I pick up and I took them out to uh, the park. Yes, yeah, i And And uh, it, it was really hot that day, but I had a bunch of like waters, uh, water bottles and, and I was as we were getting back, back to the van, I decided, hey, let's just stop. I'm, I've got a bunch of cups. I'll give everybody water. Just keep standing in line. I'll keep pouring more water and get as much as you want before we get to going. And thank God I did that because in the middle of that, one kid uh, who's on crutches, by the way, already struggling, like I see him just kind of stop and go pale and then just bleh, bleh, bleh. <laughs> And it just kept coming, like, what did you eat? And all the kids are like, oh, those were those Cheez-Its we had this afternoon. <laughs> so you could smell it. <laughs> get them cleaned up, get in the, the van. Thank God we stopped giving water before we went on the van. Even though I think the water, chugging the water probably caused it. The fact of the matter is, yeah. he got it out of his system before, before we got in the van. Because uh, the same kid pissed his pants on the, the van, like, twice before. And it's, like, I feel bad for the kid. He's a good kid. Just really young. Doesn't Know that control yet, but uh, then that same second year, my after school again soul crushing year. Uh, I wanted to end everything. <laughs> I was I was well, in I a remember. bad place. You, you, you were pretty <laughs> dire most of
1: the time. The cup wasn't half empty; it was half empty, and there was oh, a turd floating in <laughs> it. Uh,
0: I was the only one driving the van at the time. I didn't have any no assistance, nothing. It was just me, and I uh, I woke up. One day, and like I had taken a nap in the afternoon. When I woke up, it was to to go get the kids, and I did not feel well. Like I had gotten sick a little bit earlier in the day, and I'm like, "Oh man i I had I was working a little bit with another after school program that was right next door to us, and they uh, we were kind of swapping. So I pick up some of their students from one school that I was going to, and vice versa and i'd called her up i'm like is there any chance like you or anybody else can drive my van and go get these kids because i am not feeling well she's like no we're all out like everyone's already out there we got no one <clears throat> i'm like crap so i look around the house and like i find a little tub that uh from uh some like protein shake or something like that i had in there i'm like oh, god so i grabbed the tub went in the van Drove, picked up all the kids, and I'm doing well. I'm I'm feeling horrible, but I'm like, I haven't vomited or anything. And then we're at the very last light, uh, one block away from the studio. And I'm like, oh, no. And I grab the bucket and just start puking as I'm sitting at the light. Thankfully, I was at the light, not driving. And uh, I, I finally get done. I'm like, I hope they didn't. No one saw that or smells that. And I roll the window down. And, of course, one kid that was sitting right behind me is like, Mr. Dan, are you sick? Are you throwing up? I'm like, oh, don't don't worry about it, don't worry about it. And, of course, he turns around. Mr. Dan's vomiting all over (laughs) the place. like, guys, calm down. It's good. But, man, vomiting while I'm driving. (sighs) It's just, that that really uh, said a lot about that year. (laughs) Yeah, you you
1: talk about the park. I remember this one time we were at the park. And, you know, all my kids have nicknames. And we had this one kid, and... He, I'm sure he's a nice kid and apparently he it, 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 I now work with his uncle and the kids straightened out but the time he was he was about as sharp as a marble and he was like and he had been with me for several years and had, had made the, the ripe advanced rank of yellow belt which for us is right after white he had't he had been there for like three years and a lot of times if we get a kid who's really kind of out there. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take the nickname of some some older kid that works with me, and I'll pop it, I'll pop a, a junior version on him. So we had this <laughs> kid named uh, that worked with us who's now in the Marine Corps. His name's Manwich, his real name's Rose Hoyer. <laughs> and so, so we started calling him Boywich, and he was like Manwich's sidekick. And, and I was like, why do you name this kid? I don't want this kid Doesn't <laughs> But Boywich had been with us for about two years at this point, maybe three, but at least two. And we're sitting at the park, and he walks up as me and, um, and RJ and uh, and Jim sitting there. And he walks up to uh, Jim and goes, hey, Sensei Austin. Jim goes, huh? He's like, Sensei Austin. He's like, I'm not Austin. He's like, well, whatever. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, hold on a second. <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's like you think I'm Austin? He's like, I oh, thought that's what your name was. He's like, Austin's like doesn't look anything like me. And he's like, he looks at RJ. He's like, he's like, what's his name? He's like, that's Tonk. He's like, Tonk's a little blonde, albino-looking guy. That's not Tonk at all. That's 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 RJ. And and they're like, well, what do you think his name is? They point at me. And I literally gave this kid the name Boy Witch. I have been teaching this kid for three years. He looks at me. He's like, I've never seen that guy before. I'm not kidding. He was serious. He was dead serious. And I'm like, Boy witch, and he goes. He's like, seriously, I don't know. I don't. I don't know you. I was and like, you are. I was like, I was like, I'm the lead instructor. How can you not know me? <laughs> and so, so from that point on, every time I'd see Boy Witch, I'd say, like, Boy Witch, what's my name? He's like, you're print. <laughs> uh, I was like, I was like, that was like the 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 the, 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 the what does the survey say? Number one answer I, after getting R J and Jim's names wrong. That he not only didn't know my name, but he didn't even recognize me as a person who worked at <laughs> the dojo. Uh, I was like, that's right. I've, I've never seen that guy
0: before. <laughs> well, you know, with all the masks that we've been wearing, especially with the after school, it was very strict. And the kids were great with it. Like, yeah. it was always on. When they were eating, that was the only time it ever came off. Yeah. And, you know, some of them, the, the mask was too big. It dropped below their nose or something. You just constantly remind them, like, tell them you're going to staple it to their face or something. But, yeah. um, the same <laughs> overall, They've always had their mask on all year. And I picked up quite a few new ones this year. I lost a lot of students. Don't recognize them out in the public. We we did class photos. And so we did one outside with no mask on, but I was facing the photographer. And then we went inside, did one group photo with mask on, and then we did individuals with mask off. And I'm just sitting back watching as they do these individuals. Each one, uh, they come up there, take their mask off, do their photo. And I didn't look back at one, I went, who let that kid in? <laughs> like, oh, oh, that that's uh, put, this person. Put your hand over your face. Yeah. Right, I, know I, you had, I had to. I had to like, put my hand up over my eyes. I'm like, oh, I know your eyes now. Like, five kids. I would not have picked out of a lineup. Yeah. I felt bad. I'm like, crap. Like, i, I really hate these masks right now. It, it, it really is tough to hear. It's tough to talk. It's tough to breathe sometimes. But, like. Damn that! I just did not think about. It. And That was just like a month ago. All yeah, year didn't it, know, it's know funny, what they look like. Like
1: with me now, I see people that you know over COVID. There's some people you haven't just haven't seen. You know, mm-hmm. I like used to see regularly. And so I've lost like 85 pounds, mm-hmm. and I'm wearing a mask. Places I will see people I know. I was like, "What's up, the Bob?" And they look at me like, oh huh? I was like, no. it's like, "I'll take my mask off." But they still won't recognize me because I look like the same person I used to. Them. They're like, "Oh, no. I was like, never mind." <laughs> it's like, uh. Don't worry about
0: it. Well, I've seen that with uh, the gyms. Uh, I've been going. Yeah, you know, I have so my. Bl- I'm so glad to be at the gym. Yeah, I've got my mask on now. So it fine. is. And uh, for the summer, I, I had my own gym at the studio, so I was just working out there. But I like people <laughs> being yeah. around. And but you know, wearing a mask the whole time. But a lot of people just weren't there. There's very few people, especially at the times I was going. But this past two weeks, a lot more people in there, and you've seen them come back and man so many people gained weight I'm talking like 50 60 pounds of weight and it's it's depressing seeing these people that were in great shape just let it go because they didn't have a gym yeah I'm like geez. Man, I,
1: I, fortunately you know like you I have my i can I can lift and work out at my mm-hmm. dojo my back room's big enough I can run at my dojo if I want mm-hmm. to I can just do laps in my back room but it's yeah a lot of people have and that's it's it's rough but and then fortunately you know my, I, I lost it lost a couple of good kids students no adult I've lost one adult over one adult that was good over covid and they never came back or at least haven't come back yet but lost a couple of kids but not many mm-hmm. I mean and then numbers are now now good again but it it was it was it was, it was sketchy there for a while yeah they,
0: it was rough especially over the summer that the only reason I didn't close and move away was the the landlord said I couldn't do anything. Like, I, I had to pay. I'm like, dude, seriously? Like, just would not let me out of the lease, nothing. So I just, I got a loan, paid him off, because I was like a few months behind, and then things started coming back and doing little things here and there to get some extra money and just to pay him off and survive, and it was, and that loan, I have to start paying back, like, this month, so. I mean, you're, not,
1: you're not allowed to move. No. I don't like many people, so you guys stay <laughs>
0: It, when I'm looking around for new studios, because my landlord, I talked to him the other day. He's like, uh, you know, April, your rent just went up, uh, cause it, which it was supposed to. It was scheduled, but it was the last contract year. And I'm like, so what's the following year's going to be like? Like, because I know he wants to jack up the rates. Right. And he's like, oh, it's undetermined. I'm like, can you determine it so I can decide if I'm going to have a business in here? And nothing. Like you you gotta give me a number, man. And everywhere I'm looking, it's four grand and up a month for the same size building.
1: And what are you paying right now?
0: Twenty three hundred.
1: Yeah.
0: And but I also pay all of the utilities and power and all the insurance, even on like exterior windows, I'm paying the ACs all on, like everything I have to pay for. So really that building cost me well over three grand a month. And so I'm looking for a new place because the the new landlord is just a grumpy old dude. Yeah, that sucks. Just wants his money.
1: Well, if he doesn't jack the rates if he'd tell you like 25 is going to be the new. It'd be like, oh, Mm -hmm. that sucks, but I can live with it.
0: I I know he wants at least three grand. Uh, At least. I I think he wants to push it towards four if he can. uh, I think he way overpaid for that building. (laughs) That happens. You (laughs) see
1: people making bad real estate choices. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, our landlord's been relatively nice about this it's but that's the problem with what we're doing with after school is you have a you only have a certain area you can move to you can't mm-hmm. all of a sudden, that's the problem you can't all of a sudden decide you're going to be you know all over, over by carolina beach or something because mm-hmm. you know yeah. you won't be able to pick up the same schools
0: yeah and that over the summer i wanted to to move into since i lost all of all my kids yeah excuse me uh, i had about 10 students that kept coming, we, we just taught outside at the park, and that was it. And like a few kids and a few adults, and that was it. That's all I had for students. And uh, luckily, when the after school started back up, uh, I, I started picking up a few new ones. But uh, even that, I had to uh, shelve one of my vans because of the insurance just the insurance of sitting there under the business was like 12 grand a year, it, it was just insane. Yeah. So, I had to cut that expense, but it's still sitting there. It's dead now. I got to change the battery again, try and sell that one, but you know that really cut down expenses but also income so it's uh it's still uh an issue but uh hopefully by next September things will be better off <laughs> yeah we, our
1: our summer numbers of course we run our after school through the summer um i uh pretty good now becky always panics over that but we we, we're pretty good now
0: and that's one thing i have never been able to do a summer camp every time i offer it i get at best one kid that signs up for it and because i i cater to a lot of school teachers and so they have the summer off they don't need it so i'm gonna try one or two like just one week over the summer and try that see if i can start building that and well, get see, in the more. problem
1: is, like, our numbers are way down over the summer, too. Mm-hmm. But but since my, my building is a little bigger, and you know, I'll go from having, like, 60 in after school to having, like, 25 or mm-hmm. 23 over the summer. If you cut down to a third, it's not worth your time being there. Mm-hmm. That's you the know? problem. I mean, if you go from, like, 25 or 30 to eight, yep. you know, it's not worth being there all day for eight kids. You're not know, mm-hmm. making enough money to. to, to warrant being there yeah
0: and I, I have to hire somebody to be there and pay them so i i, I told the parents like i need at least six students and i'm gonna have to charge a lot for those six yeah. but if i get you know 15 20 then i can start lowering the rate but we'll see how it goes hopefully i can get some something going over the summer
1: yeah it's uh it's tough like mm-hmm. i said but you, you already i mean you know when we first started talking i said like, you get a few through those first few years, and mm. it almost just like clockwork. Yeah. You're, you're number four or three for you, and all of a sudden you got through that dreaded second year.
0: <laughs> it's a god awful yeah, year. It was, it was <laughs> just bad. everything went wrong that year. I, I had, uh, I'd hired a driver right after that. I hired a driver that when I was vomiting and that thing, like what happens if I get sick or an accident? Like, I got to get some. these kids. Yeah. So I ended up hiring somebody who, sweetheart. But very flighty and like would constantly forget her f- cell phone, and I went uh, to the studio one day and I saw my like this was you know we pick up at like starting around two fifteen to to get to the studio uh, school by like two thirty, and I get there about three o'clock and the the place is closed which it should have been I usually open it and then the driver arrives afterwards but the van was still there went whoa whoa whoa, whoa what Why is the van still here?
1: You're mentally thinking the elementary schools I pick up with are going to shoot.
0: Yeah. And, but I hadn't heard any phone calls and that was kind of weird. Yeah. And I'm trying to get a hold of my, my driver. I'm like leaving messages after message. Like I'm so baffled and I'm freaking out and I jump in the van. I'm like, I'm just going to, I'm going to go try and get these kids myself. And I had like three schools to go pick up from, drove to the first one, pulled up and they're like, no, they're not here. Oh, crap. Okay, they were out of school today or something like that. They were sick. parent didn't tell me. Hurry on over to the other one. They're not there. Like, what? Get to the third one. They're like, oh, no, they were already picked up. I'm like, by who? Like, I don't know. Like, what did their vehicle look like? Like, like, anything you can tell me. I'm starting to freak out. Like, these kids just got abducted. (laughs) And I got to make these phone calls to the parents saying, I didn't pick up your kid, but somebody did. And, of course, they're freaking out. And I get to the last school and same thing. Like, everybody was picked up, but not by me. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. And, of course, the parents, I'm on the phone, the whole drive back to the studio, freaking out. They're freaking out. And I pull up. All the kids are in there playing, giggling, having fun. I'm like,
1: She's a personal vehicle? What?
0: And I still, I could not get a hold of her. And I, I had one of my students was like helping me out, just stopping in later in the day. He was there. And I'm like, where did these kids come from? And he's like, oh, you, uh, your driver was here with him when I got here. I'm like, she was? And finally, later in the day, I'm, I'm still like baffled. And I finally get a hold of all the, the parents. I'm like, we got your kids. I don't know how, <laughs> but they're here. I don't know what happened. And later in the day, this whole thing, mentally, I'm trying to figure this out. I'm like, I don't understand what happened. And finally, she texted me back. She said, oh, yeah, I was running a little late, so I just picked him up with my vehicle.
1: <laughs> Be- Becky Becky would have stroked out and died in yeah. that situation. So you, I was close. The fact that you survived is a miracle.
0: It's just, some of the drivers I've had, and again, she was a sweetheart, just a little flighty. But some of the drivers were just... God awful, and I had to let him go. Like every year, I'd go through like four or five drivers.
1: We're losing a good one. Uh, one, of, one of my employees is going off to NC State for engineering. You mm-hmm. um, met a Mozart, the kid I call Mozart. Mm-hmm. Um, he just graduated, so this is his last summer. He'll still be back around, but we're gonna miss him. We got a good group right now. A really, really good group right now. Yeah. When that that, that makes life so much easier. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I've got a great assist, assistant now, but I went through. Man, the start of this year was a scramble. I'm guessing it was for you guys too with the after school because not knowing. Plan B. Yeah, on. the Plan B and remote and all that stuff, and we had when they were doing. I think it was Plan B that two days on and the rest of the week off. Yeah, and then so I had and then Wednesday everybody. Yeah, was everybody was off on Wednesday and. I had um, three schools that I picked up from with the one van, because uh, I only had one van this year, on Monday and Tuesday. And then two of those same schools plus a fourth school uh, on Thursday, Friday. So basically, there's three schools, Monday, Tuesday, three schools, Thursday, Friday. But there was a one that was different on each of those days. And so we, we can pick up three schools in the allotted time. And that's what I was doing. But then when they switched in what, like March or February to the, the full school, the, the regular school time, I went, Oh no, I can't pick up that for school. There's going to be one kid that I'm not going to get. And luckily for a while, uh, the sister is one of my assistants and she was just with her own vehicle, picking up her sister and, bringing her and that was solving the problem but then she ended up going back down to florida and i went back and went oh crap now what so for the rest of the the last like two months i've been driving my own vehicle just sitting in the parent driver picking side picking up, up one kid to to get back to the studio and because i i, I couldn't just let her go she's been with me for a couple of years now and uh, i just like I just need to get through this year. That that added two extra hours of work onto my day that I didn't have. Yeah. And so th- this year was rough. Well, we're through it. We're on the other
1: end. you? Yep. So we need to start doing these pretty regularly. Yeah. I think we've I think we uh, talked these people to death now. If, still, <laughs> if you're still listening now, we apologize. Um,
0: Got to keep them going. I, it's been tough, but the summer will be a little bit easier get these going out at least once a month. So.
1: Sounds good. Well, let's get a seminar together.
0: Yep. New seminar coming up this yep. summer.
1: This summer, here shortly.
0: All right, later.